The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patra, joined by my good buddy, Matt Cooper, here to break down this wonderful June 12th. It's a Saturday. It's beautiful outside out here in Connecticut, Matt. I don't know about over there where you are, but how you doing, my good friend? I'm excited. We got one game to talk about. I'm pretty good. I'm actually, I've actually moved out to British Columbia recently. I mentioned the Santino on a couple of pods ago. Um, so finally just kind of settling into my place out here. The sun has been shining. I don't know. It's been a beautiful part of the country in Canada. So life is good right now. I, you know, what's it's funny because I remember you talking about that when we first spoke, uh, during the, the interview process and everything like that, that you were in the, in the midst of a move. And I said, yeah. uh, you know, no, you know, I, you'll get through it. It'll be okay. I'm in the same thing right now, Matt. And I'm losing my, I'm, lo- I'm excuse my language. I almost swore on, uh, on the mic. I'm losing my mind out here. Uh, I guess there's so much to do with it that you don't realize and like so many, you know, just when you think you have everything figured out, there's more things that you need to figure out. And it's, uh, it's wild, man, but I'm going, I'm going to Texas, uh, by the end of the month, I have about two and a half, three weeks to get everything else organized. And, yeah. Uh, I've been seeing, I've been seeing you kind of talking about it on Twitter a little bit. That, that is a major move. Like, oh boy, that's like pretty much full countryside for i guess going across the states so yeah yeah and let's be real the biggest part of the move man is is uh and you might not know this but in the in the town i am from new haven connecticut we have the world's best pizza man so it's like (laughs) it's been voted it's it's been it's concrete we have like four top 10 pizza restaurants in the world on one street down in here and it's like i gotta go i gotta go lose that and i get to lose it looking forward to good barbecue and all the other good stuff that comes with texas so you know with one thing comes another but that's enough man i i could talk about this move i think i've probably done it enough <laughs> people on the air are probably sick of it and i only keep mentioning it because people keep throwing me recommendations of places i got to check out and i've been making a list and checking it twice i'm gonna find out whose brisket's nice so uh we'll, we'll figure that out <laughs> i'll do my brisket <laughs> off later on but we got a game to talk about man we got some good action before we jump into anything, quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at MyBookie. If you guys haven't already checked them out, head over to MyBookie.ag. They're the number one sports book. It's recommended by everybody over here at Hoopball. You can ask all of our, our gambling side of things, our DFS side of things, the year-long side of things. We all play there. It's not just because they sponsor us. I mean, we, we went out there. We wanted their sponsorship because we love that product. And if you head over there and use that promo code Hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, They'll match you 50% on up to $1,000 on your initial deposit. So you put in $1,000, you get $500 to play with for free. That's free money you can play with in any way, shape, or form that you like. Over at MyBookie, where dreams come true. Because you put some good money on there. Parlay it. Before you know it, 40 turns into 4000 And you are celebrating. So MyBookie, guys. MyBookie.ag. Promo code HOOPBALL. We got a game. We got a game. We have... The Jazz traveling to L.A., taking on the Clippers for the injury report. As of right now, Serge Ibaka has been ruled out. He's been ruled out the remainder of the season. Finally underwent that back surgery. Uh, back issue has been plaguing him for the better half of two months now. So, so it was, uh, they were hoping it's something that he could have worked through and got back for in playoffs, but it looks like he is not. And then we have Mike Conley questionable. He's missed the first two games of the series, dealing with that hamstring strain. As we know, hamstring strains have been something that's been 
you know, bothering Mike Conley for the better half of two years now. Uh, so wait to see on this one. Really, it's your guess is as good as mine. I, I have a more on the doubtful side of things, especially with them up 2-0 in the series. I can't imagine that they want to rush him back, take a chance. Maybe they drop a game and then they prolong his return even more. But definitely something we have to monitor. And then for a game total and a spread, let's see what our good people down in Vegas think. 223.5 for the game total. L.A. favored by four in this, despite being down 2 nothing. So let's talk about this, my good friend, Matt. We got some – we'll start here with the away team. We'll start with the Jazz. They're up 2-0. No Mike Conley, I guess, is the way that we could probably take the approach right now until we hear otherwise just yeah. because it's been out for two games. So talk about the Jazz and who you're looking at for me. Yeah, I think that's the way that we have to look at it to start at least. Um, even if he ends up being able to play, uh, I would expect – coming off a hamstring injury, that would be in super limited minutes. So don't think it would really have too much of an effect on the key players for the Jazz. Um, it would just kind of limit the upside, I guess, of Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, those kind of secondary ball handlers uh, besides Donovan Mitchell. Um, this, this has been the series that I've been looking forward to most going into it. Um, I think these are probably two of the, alongside Phoenix, like, just like such high level basketball teams right now and like so well coached uh, operating and are able to make adjustments on both ends of the floor. Um, just a really fun series to observe. I think that, I think that the Clippers are going to come out firing here, but spread indicates that um, the DraftKings pricing indicates that with Kawhi having the highest price tag on the showdown slate. Um, but yeah, on the Jazz side, I think um We've kind of we've kind of got like a decent sample now on like what we can figure out with what the rotations are going to look like without Connolly. Um, they're going to lean a lot on Joe Ingles. I think that's kind of the first piece that I see where you might have be, have some opportunity to find a guy that's a little underpriced. Um, he hasn't really seen like throughout the season like Joe Ingles had pretty good steals rates and like especially when uh, Mike Connolly was out like he kind of runs that offense when Donovan Mitchell. It's taking all the attention. Um, haven't really seen that yet in this series because Donnie has just been going nuclear um, and the Clippers haven't been doing enough to try to mitigate that. I'm guessing that an adjustment that Ty Lu and the Clippers are going to make this game is to try and really limit the just like shots that Mitchell's taking. Um, a lot of the, it'll depend on the starting lineup that we see from the Clippers, especially because um, they started Zubak, Zubak last game, and I think that they'll probably do the same, but they were playing this drop, like, drop coverage on the pick and rolls, and they were just letting Donovan Mitchell just go right over screens and take open shots. Um, obviously, that's not going to work if, that, if he's shooting as well as he is. So um, my inclination is to think that I kind of like some of, the se- some of the secondary ball handlers a little bit, um, assuming that the Clippers make some adjustments. So Joe Ingles, I think, is the one dude who's not one of the studs that I'm actually kind of considering for a captain spot. Um, keep in mind, I at this point in the year, I'm focusing more on playing tournaments, trying to differentiate these lineups. It's tough when you're playing showdown slates. you got to kind of find somewhere where you think you can envision the game script going a little differently to, uh, kind of to avoid all those duplicated lineups, to avoid like the most popular builds. Um, so Joe Ingles, I think, is a good piece. Um, alongside that, like obviously Donovan Mitchell, like the three three guys at the top of the board kind of have the top, have the highest ceilings here. Donovan Mitchell's just been incredible, um, so locked in. I don't, I 
don't see any reason for that to continue. He did tweak his ankle a little bit at the end of game two, which I don't know, like it, it was kind of worrisome at the time. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell's always got these facial expressions where you don't know what's really going on and like how wrong things are. He can be like, he looked like he was really frustrated out there, but um, so he's always doing that like meditative practice on his free throws as well. So uh, he should be good to go. So I think like Joe Ingles and Donovan Mitchell are my two two guys on the Jazz that I'm more focused on. I think all the secondary pieces, Rudy Gobert and Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal are kind of fillers for the rest of your lineup. Uh, but it just depends on how, you, on how you want to build, especially coming out of the captain slot. Yeah, and that's I think that's what it pretty much comes down to anytime we're this late in the playoffs and we're talking about a showdown slate. It really did, it's it's going to matter about what kind of contest A that you're playing and I'm glad you brought that up because like you said, you're focusing mainly on GPPs. You're going to have to differentiate. There's so many options that you could choose from, especially when we're talking about these two teams where you know, we we kind of know where the usage goes and the way to differentiate in these sort of matchups when you're talking about like a team with the Jazz on the showdown slate is like okay, you know, Bogdanovich, uh, you know, avoided Clarkson and you know, maybe getting a guy like Favors in there. Uh, you know, on the on the Clipper side it might be like you said uh, game scripting that center position, kind of looking at that. So that's one of the things that I've been, you know, I've been looking at because we have been seeing Cousins kind of, you know, get a little bit more action. But I wanted to take a look at that last one. So a uh, fun little website uh, I use for a lot of my research. And, you know, I like to always try to give our listeners these tools as well. So, you know, the saying, you, you know, give a man a fish, teach a man a fish kind of thing. Uh, popcornmachine.net. It's one of my favorite things to track the game flows, track the usage, track the minutes, the rotations. A lot of things, it's very easily and accessible, uh, and I highly recommend it. And anytime, you know, after a game, I, I like to go on there. Uh, and looking at it, you know, you can you can always tell with your eyes when you're watching the game, obviously, but it gives you a sense of how these rotations played, uh, you know, when these guys were on the floor. And when they closed, the, when the Clippers closed in that last game, they went pretty, pretty small. They did not have a center on the court to close the, the last, I believe it was four or five minutes of the game out. Uh, they rolled with Luke Kennard. Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. And for me, that's it's a little bit of a, a like a telling sign that if Rudy Gobert wants, they're, they're going to let him eat. Uh, and he's yeah. going to be my favorite player on the Jazz. You know, defensive player of the year. He's coming off of an absolutely monster game. And they think they realize that they're going to be mismatched uh, no matter which way they go at this with their bigs. Because they tried the Zubak. They tried Cousins. It's not going to work. I'm not saying that Gobert's going to come out here and drop 25 actual points. That's not his game. But they're doing their best to avoid him, and they're going to keep doing it on the outside, and they're going to play the small ball approach and to try to take leverage on the outside, playing guys like Kennard, getting those extra shot attempts, going with a really small lineup when you have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Marcus Morris Sr., and then Luke Kennard. You can space the floor. Reggie Jackson's not the greatest you know, three-point shooter of all time, uh, but you have five guys on the floor that can space it. So I'm going to I'm going to keep pounding the rock on Rudy Gobert. He's you know, when you're looking at these four studs, uh, four high priced guys that you pretty much want to get in your lineup, no matter what, if you could. Uh, he's probably the cheapest one out of them. And it might be the easily uh, most easily accessible guy to get into that captain spot. With that being said, yeah. love Donovan Mitchell as well. Um, and I, I love your take on Ingles. I think he's definitely a guy I'm looking at. And I kind of touched on him. If I needed a dumpster dive and I was looking for somebody uh, for a min salary kind of look, you know, play on this jazz side of the ball, it would be like Derek Favors at 1800. Uh, he's played well against the jazz, uh, against the jazz, against the Clippers this season, outside of that first game in, uh, or last game where he went negative uh, DK points. 
Uh, in a 40, small 40-minute 40 sample size against the Clippers this season, he's averaging 1.24 DK points per minute. So if you're you know, getting that 15, 16-minute mark out of him, he could touch 20 for you. And on a showdown, getting 20 out of a guy that's uh, 1,800, it could be a difference maker. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I wrote up Derek Favors for the article later as well because, like, you just you can have some weird things happen on these showdown slates where everybody, all your, all your intuition is going to say, "Yo, you can't play Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors together. They just negatively correlate, and that's not going to ever be the optimal." But that stuff like that can happen when you have a guy that is such a good permanent producer like Derek Derek Favors on the court. Um, and then Gobert like really showed the upside last game, fought like five stocks and 20 rebounds. And that like pretty much gets you there itself. It doesn't even have to score that much. Yeah. And that's the, and that's the exact point. It's like, no matter who's playing center for the jazz, they should be able to eat in this matchup. And it's not, it's not anything new. Uh, we've been watching the Clippers get decimated by bigs all season long. So it just shows you that, you know, listen, they're going to try to use their bodies when they could on Gobert. You can only play Zubat so many minutes. He's going to get into foul trouble early. That's that's his that's his knock. He's a great player, but uh, he gets handsy. He's still young. He's going to make mistakes with rotations and footwork and things like that and find himself in situations where the refs see the fouls. Uh, so that that's going to continue to happen. And when they decide to give Gobert the breather, which they have to, uh, seven-footer can only run around so much, they're probably going to continue to go small against guys like Favors, and Favors should be able to have his way on the inside. Uh, not saying he's going to go out here again and, and have one of those big splash games. He's probably only going to play 14, maybe 15 minutes. But there's only so many guys in this game with 14 to 15 minutes that average more than a DK point per minute that we could see as an optimal play. So that's kind of my take. Uh, again, I'll, I'll kind of go right back through it. Gobert, one of my favorite plays over here. Obviously, love Mitchell. There's no reason you, you can you can not play this kid at the moment. Probably won't be too much on Clarkson. I wouldn't fault you if you wanted to. I just, as my optimal approach is set right now i have all four studs and Derek favors i'm just trying to figure out that last uh you know garbage bag guy that i want to get in there for my gpps to try to differentiate uh so i'm not i'm not finding myself landing on too much clarkson or bogdanovich but if i had to pick one of those guys uh, i would much rather play uh clarkson and i'd probably even rather play royce o'neill over bogdanovich just on a point per dollar standpoint just because i can get a little bit more action on some bigger guys if i'm playing o'neill and uh, there's not a lot that separates these guys as far as DK points per minute. And, uh, you know, the usage will go in Bogdanovich's way, but Bogdanovich isn't doing much on the peripheral stats while O'Neal will chip in some rebounds and stocks here and there. But Yeah, yeah, that, that's the thing is with all, like, the mid-tier Utah guys, you're kind of just hoping that they get hot. Mm-hmm. Um, they, re- they really play, like, a hot-hand approach and how they, like, just use their offense in general. Um, they'll go to bogey a lot in the post if he's if he's shooting the ball well, and you just kind of hope they hit, hope they hit their open threes. That's the thing, and this is a team where like if the Jazz second unit is picking up steam and they're on like a thirteen zero run, they're not they're not taking these guys out. They're going to keep letting these guys shoot. Uh, the Jazz are yeah. a smart team, but I do I do have uh, the edge going to the Clippers. I just don't see the Clippers falling three zero in this series, uh, not in their home court. So that's kind of my take. Yeah. I'll end up probably end up leaning and siding with these Clippers guys a little bit more. But let's let's shift gears. Let's head over there. We'll talk about these Clippers guys. I'll pass it over to you, Matt. Give me what you got. So we obviously really need the starting lineup for this one. Um, we've seen two different starting lineups so far in the series with Zubak and Batum starting at center, uh, respectively. I think that this is like where you can kind of get into the game script a little bit and how you want to create your lineup. Um, if, if they start Zubak again, I think like if you, he is too cheap for like his permanent production and 
what he is capable of doing on the court um, if he were to actually get a full run of minutes. And when I say a full run of minutes, I'm thinking somewhere in the 24 to 24 minute range. Um, obviously in the last game, he got pulled like three minutes into the game, wasn't able to do a lot, but in the limited amount of time that he's been out there, he's actually looked okay. Um, despite some of the defensive, how much they're attacking him on the defensive end in the pick and roll. Um, so if they can just, if they can just like tighten that up a little bit, I think that he'll be able to still like see a, see a little bit of a minute ceiling here. Um, obviously that goes out the window if they start Batum. Um, and in that scenario, then Batum becomes a great play at one of the cheaper price tags on the slate can really fill out the rest of your lineup, as you were saying, with a lot of those studs. Um, besides that, though, I was kind of disappointed, I guess, that Kawhi Leonard is the most expensive guy on the slate. Um, hasn't, hasn't even eclipsed 40 DraftKings points yet in this series. And a couple, like obviously Donovan Mitchell, Paul George, and Rudy Gobert have all gotten over that mark. Um, but I guess just going down 2-0 and knowing that Kawhi is due for a big game, DraftKings priced him up appropriately. Um, yeah, I yeah, think that the Kawhi factor always takes into account, I think, with the, it, the DraftKings algorithm when it comes to 2-0s. Yeah, exa- exactly. And it's like, okay, well, I guess fair enough. Like, it's it's nice when DraftKings prices things well um, versus, like, versus the alternative, right? So. Um, but yeah, other than that on the Clippers, I think Reggie Jackson's overpriced, um, kind of had that huge last game and just got super hot and they really deferred to him on offense a lot, which was a little strange, uh, when you've got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the floor, but he's been priced up appropriately from that. Um, I think Paul George is one of my favorite captain slots, uh, selections for the slate, uh, people just don't like to play Paul George at the captain slot for the most part. Um, especially in the playoffs, you just, I think there's just a tendency to kind of fall into that narrative that he's pan- pandemic P and isn't going to perform for you. Um, so with that, like I'm just looking for one of these guys that has the highest ceiling that also is going to come out lower ownership. And I think that's going to be Paul George in this game. Um, but yeah, it's really, you really, you really, I think, want to fit in both of these guys with Leonard and Paul George and then kind of fill out any peripheral pieces, uh, depending on what that starting lineup looks, looks like, whether it be Zubak or Batum. Um, and obviously they've shown that they've put some trust into Luke Kennard at this point as well. I, uh, I'm thinking right there with you. Well, I'm looking at Paul George as my number one option. I prefer him over Leonard. It just feels like it's a better Paul George matchup in a, in a soup to nuts nutshell. And, uh, you know, price comparison, looking at all that, neither one of these guys can go off. Like you mentioned, I want both of them. That's my goal. I'm trying to have Rudy Gobert, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Rudy, Go- uh, and Rudy Gobert, and, uh, and Donovan Mitchell, all in my lineup, uh, all four of them. There's no secret sauce to that. It's like, yeah, get the four buys, get best guys you could in there. And the only reason I, I want to do that, I just think this is going to be a back-and-forth game that we see some of the uh, better performances out of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I, I think that... The Clippers, in, towards the end of that game, they're very good at adjusting. Um, I think that they're going to make that adjustment. I think they figured out their best lineup. You touched on it. We're going to have to wait and see what that starting lineup uh, looks like, whether it's Batum or whether it's going to be Zubats in there. Uh, I think it's going to be Batum just because, you know, good old popcorn machine watching the game. You know, Zubats, he held his own. Don't get me wrong. But they had their best stretches when Batum was on the floor. He was the guy that kind of took, uh, you know, Zubats' role in, the, in that second half or in that four, uh, final fourth quarter. 
He played the first six minutes of the fourth quarter while Zubats didn't play any of it. And then when he came off the floor, Reggie Jackson came on the floor. So they just opted to get another ball handler. They shifted Marcus Morris to that upwards role uh, at center instead of Batum. And they'll probably just continue to rotate, I think, Morris and Batum and try to take advantage of their small ball lineup. That's my take on it. We'll have to wait and see. So my main options I'm going to be looking at are going to be those small ball guys. I'll be looking at Kawhi Leonard. I'll be looking at Paul George. I'll be looking at Batum. And I'll be looking at Marcus Morris. Uh, I think I'm going to get my sneaky plays. Like, you know, if we hear maybe maybe they even throw like Rondo out there. If we hear anything like that, great. Uh, but you can't really trust any of these ancillary pieces because they're just trying to adjust. They're down 2-0. Anything that we've seen so far in the series, it, it could be out the window. I mean, if, if they've played this guy, X player, they might not play him because it hasn't been working. Uh, <laughs> we really just don't know. So I'm going to stick to what I do know and what has been working for them, and those are the options I'm going to attack. And then, yeah, like I said, maybe take a shot on a guy like Derek Favors on the other side of the ball if I want to be a little contrarian. But that's it for me, yeah. man. Yeah, you can. There's like some. There's kind of some fancy play options if you really want to get interesting. Um, it just depends on how. Like it really. But that, at that point, you're really just guessing. Like we saw Patrick Beverly play 20 minutes in, a lot, in the last game, but he looked terrible. Uh, wasn't even that good defensively out there. Couldn't handle Donovan Mitchell whatsoever. And then we saw the the Marcus Cousins like little stints that he's got over the last couple games. Um, I just don't see why. I think that down 2-0, the Clippers are going to tighten up that rotation. It's kind of ridiculous seeing a 11-man rotation in the second round of the playoffs. And yeah. I think Ty, Ty, Ty Lue should, should be correcting that. Um, the one dude who I think that they who I'm surprised that they're not playing more is Terrence Mann. He's been like, he's been good in the minutes he's been given throughout the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he saw one, he saw one minute in the last game, you know, like eight minutes in the first game. Um, tough match, tough matchup for him. Like with going against all these, like, especially some of the larger Utah guards and forwards, but s- still, I don't know. I think Terrence Mann can provide you better minutes than uh, Patrick Beverly at this point. I think I don't think anybody that watches basketball with their eyes would argue that. I think Russell Westbrook would agree with you too. He, I think he told us a few years ago uh, that Patrick Beverly had us all fooled. He he tricked us. What do you say? He tricked y'all. Uh, he kept yeah, tricking us, exactly. and uh, he did a he did a good job doing that. And uh, not for nothing, I mean, Terrence Mann's been pretty good from the three point line as well this season. So I agree, he's probably the best guy, and hopefully, maybe that is one of their adjustments that they make. I, I mentioned it. I think they're trying to spread the floor a little bit more and you know take advantage of their smaller ball lineups. And he's perfect size, man. Six five, he can play that one or that two for you. He's been shooting forty one percent from three on the year. Granted, I know that's on only one point four attempts per per game, but he's still shooting forty one percent, still getting it done from there. And uh, yeah, Patrick Beverly tricked us all. We can stop thinking that this kid's actually good at basketball. He's not. Uh, he's, he's, he's good at barking. Uh, he can get players heads. There's always a need for yeah. that on every team, but that's uh that's an eight minute, a guy, uh, a night roll. You come on eight minutes, draw tech, get out of there. That's it. Yeah. I, I love, I loved how Luca dealt with him in the last round. Oh, yeah. Like I have, I've never seen somebody just like more dismissive of a defender throughout the series. Uh, so it was just like, what is like Beverly, what are you doing, pal? Like you just, Trying to you're trying to be all up in my business here and intimidate him, and he just worked him every single time he was guarding him. Oh, yeah. um, to the point to the point where he was right out of the rotation. So see you later. <laughs> There's something about like when you're talking trash and you're telling a guy he's too small, but you're looking over his head while saying it. You're not even looking in his eyes. You're like you're 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 like doing it where you can't see him. He's too small, so you can't find him. 
uh, and you're, but you're still yeah. yelling it right in his ear. The, yeah. that, that's got to sting a little bit for Beverly. But that rounds us out, man. That takes us home. That's everything for the slate. Let's do, uh, let's do our little player tier action. It's only a showdown slate, so I guess we will just do uh, – we'll just do give us, give us your favorite captain spot and your favorite non-captain spot guy. Okay, so favorite captain spot guy, I think we kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, I want one of these. It's likely that I want one of the uh, one of Kawhi, Paul George, or Donovan Mitchell. I think that I, but it's going to really depend on lineup construction because to get these four studs that are kind of at the top of the top of the tiers here, you might have to get fancy with the captain slot um, and hope that you kind of get higher production out of one of these lower price guys. Um, but I think still I'm going to lean towards Paul George. Um, just coming at lower lower ownership should see a huge role. I think if especially if the Clippers start Batum at the five, we could see one of those games where they just play all five of their starters, being uh, Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, and Batum, like 40 minutes each. Um, wouldn't be shocked in a scenario like that where things where the production really tightens up. So I'll go with Paul George as, as my favorite captain. Can't fault you there. Uh, I think with my initial builds, I touched on it. I'm going to go Rudy Gobert. I'm expecting them to take that small ball approach again, wait for that starting lineup. I don't know for sure. We're recording this early, uh, but if they do, Rudy Gobert will just eat and putting him in my captain spot allows me very, very, very cautiously to get all four studs still get one of those studs in my captain spot. And then do a little dumpster dive in towards the end of things just to round everything out. And, you know, it's not the it's not the prettiest on paper. But again, we're trying to differentiate sometimes the winning lineups. They're never going to look the prettiest. It's just that's just the bottom line. They're going to have a little funk to them. They're going to have a little stink to them. Uh, but when I do that, I'm still able to get my guy Derek Favors in there. And then I'm, I'm obviously going to be taking a dumpster dive shot on somebody at that minimum salary. Uh, and it's just hoping that a little I'll have a little lady luck on my side. But. That's it for me, man. That's all we got. So if you guys have a chance, if you'd like to give us a follow on Twitter, you can find me at Mike Apatra, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Matt, let the good people know where they can find you. And I'm on Twitter at Matt Cooper 14 Same name as my DraftKings name. So M-A-T-T-C-O-O-P-E-R-14. You hear how you said that? Same as my DraftKings name. That means... Send him the challenge. He's, he's calling you guys out. He's saying, fire me the challenge. I'm ready for it. I just gave you the username. That's a, that's a gutsy move. I did that one time, uh, Matt, and uh, I think for the past probably about four seasons, there's the same about 25 people every single morning sending me a heads-up request at the point where I, uh, I haven't checked them. I haven't checked my notifications in DraftKings <laughs> so long just because it's been filled with requests. So gutsy move, and you just opened yourself up to a wormhole, my friend. Enjoy that. that but <laughs> that's okay. I've got I, that's like the competitive nature in me is like, you know what? Any listeners want to want, want to go for a little showdown? Happy, happy to bring it on. All right, I like that. I like that. Well, not me. I'm me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe, maybe once in a while, I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, I'll jump in one here and there. But uh, and if you guys have a second, you give us a thumbs up, five star rate, review wherever you're listening to it. I uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Podbean, I don't even know if we know that place exists. Uh, we don't know if that's real. I just started saying it at one point, but we'll say Podbean as well. Uh, we really do appreciate it, guys. We we check those. We check those comments. We check to see how we can get better, see what we're doing well. That way we can keep doing it well. Uh, and we're getting your feedback, you know, knowing that there's people out there, that this isn't just floating around in space, uh, means a lot to us. So keep it up. 
We've, uh, I think we're up to 140 or 139 reviews. If we can get that to 150 before playoffs end, uh, I'd be stoked. It would mean a lot to us. It's a, it's a big landmark for us. It would be a big milestone for us. So help us get there, guys. Give us a five-star, thumbs up, subscribe, all that good stuff. But that is all we have. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be on riding a little bit of a, a little bit of solo action. Just kidding. I'll be on with, I think I'm actually on with Najee. Uh, Mr. Najee Harris. That's what I'm going to call him. A good friend Harris over here as I'm getting ready for upcoming football season. But anything else you want to say, Matt, before we get out of here? No, man. Uh, hope the Clippers win tonight. I was kind of disappointed that the Suns couldn't uh, give Denver a game last night. You know, these Western Conference, these West one and hoping hoping that we can have a good one absolutely man uh, let's just keep some good basketball going i don't want these these series then too early uh but that being said we just got the schedule released for everything else going on in the future of nba so the nba never sleeps it never stops even when these playoffs do end it will transition right into summer league and i love that so thank you guys for listening for me and matt from everybody over here at hoop ball let's go out there let's take down some tournaments and crush some gpps This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.